Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast, where I talk about a lot of dad stuff and a lot of guy stuff, so thank you for being here. I do appreciate it. Hope you all had a great week and weekend. Winter is pretty much here. It's coming here to Indiana. We got our first snow last weekend, a couple inches, enough for my kids to make some snowmen, and then it warmed up and it all melted, but... Uh, it did prompt me to get my $40 snowblower up and running, so that's a plus. I'll probably have that video actually on my other YouTube channel in a week or two, depending on when I get around to editing that. Oh, I also watched Dune. Has anyone seen the new Dune movie? Went to a buddy's house, kind of a guy's night, no kids, just a, a low-key uh, get-together. My buddy Dan put out some apps and drinks and... He has a big, huge 120-inch TV in his basement, so it was uh, it was pretty rad. It was a lot of fun, about a half a dozen of us. Anyways, we kept asking questions during this movie and referring it to Star Wars, so it was actually kind of funny. There's quite a few similarities there. So anyways, a little current event for you today. Britney Spears, you know who that is, right? Well, she is no longer her father's prisoner, I guess you could say is what I heard. Her conservatorship has ended. A judge said it was no longer required, so good for her. It controlled her money, her personal life, her medical decisions. So if you don't remember, which I didn't remember, this has been going on since 2008, so quite a long time. But why was she in this conservatorship? Oh, which, sidebar, this is the first time I've really heard the word conservatorship was this whole Britney Spears thing, and now I've heard it at such length, we just hear it all the damn time, but in layman's terms, it really just means someone to look over another person who can't take care of themselves or take care of their finances. It's usually meant for elderly people, old people, but anywho, she went a little crazy back in 0708. Got a little uh, stressed out and uh, cracked under pressure, I guess. Remember, she shaved her head and she was swinging an umbrella at a paparazzi. Does that ring any bells that happened a while ago? And what kind of drove her to that? I think it was a culmination of things. Career pressure, divorce from K-Fed, uh, Federline. Paparazzi kind of infecting her life. You know how they do with celebrities all the time. And then there was a custody deal with her kids because she was divorced. And then she was actually placed on a mental health hold at a hospital after refusing to turn her kids over to her ex. And then after a second time of being put in the old hospital is when her dad stepped in and submitted this whole conservatorship thing. So was it needed? Yeah, I think it was. It uh, sounded like she was having some problems, and I think it was needed. And then there was someone there, her father, who recognized what was going on and stepped in before she hurt herself or her family or blew all her money, I guess. I don't really think it needed to last for 13 years or whatever it did. I think it's something that needed to happen but then could have slowly been decreased over time and provisions taken out and some things given back to Brittany to do on her own. Medical, other things, I think would have been good or would have been a good idea. And then it wouldn't have gotten to this whole point of free Brittany and, and all this craziness that it's gotten to now. 
I mean, I think I read or she said that she was forced to keep an IUD. I mean, that seems kind of ridiculous. She wasn't allowed to have another baby that she was wanting to have. So it's, yes, it's, I don't know. I don't know all the terms and conditions, but it, se- it did seem kind of, kind of wild. And it, especially for 13 years, it's a long time. And it did kind of seem like her dad was wanting to keep this going. Maybe it was too lucrative to stop. I read somewhere that he was getting 16 grand a month to do all this stuff. So it sounds like pretty good business, you know, to manage your daughter's life and get that type of money. And I get he may not want to be doing it. Maybe a lot of work for someone, especially of her caliber with all of the things she has going on with her career and properties and money and everything else. And I think he probably did genuinely care, but the juice must have been worth the squeeze for him, you know? 13 years of him, quote-unquote, taking care of her estate seems a little extreme. It's kind of a long time. I mean, wouldn't you just kind of get in and, and take care of her, make sure that she is better and maybe on medication or whatever, set a trust fund up for the kids, and then kind of start to back off, let her live her life. If she blows a bunch of money, she blows a bunch of money, I guess. I I don't know. But anyways, I don't know. I just can't, I can't imagine someone needing constant supervision, essentially, for that long. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I don't know the inner workings of what went on there. Um, and I actually just saw a spot on the news on Wednesday where she was speaking publicly about it. So then I went to her Instagram and she said that it uh, wasn't a situation she wanted to be in. She mentioned how good it felt now that it's over to be able to have the keys to her car, the freedom to have money and buy things and do things that a lot of us take for granted. So that's kind of crazy. She also said that uh, she wants to advocate for people with, she said, real disabilities and illnesses. So I don't know if that's kind of a jab saying that she didn't really have a problem and she's willing to help people that actually have problems in these situations. I don't know. And she also commented about the whole Free Britney thing and that she didn't have a voice and that Free Britney thing gave her kind of a voice and got her story out there and saved her life. So pretty cool. She's out. She's free. She's got her life back. So hopefully she flourishes and is happy. Now, had Brittany been uh, some nobody, a single mom living in a trailer, making $29,000 a year, do you think someone would have stepped in and said that this woman is mentally unstable and taken over her life? And don't judge me for saying trailer because that's not a bad thing. Uh, I lived in a trailer for a lot of my younger years growing up. So, But anyways, do you think there would have been that much interest if she had been uh, a regular Britney? I kind of doubt it. She would just be that crazy old Britney with those kids, always in trouble with something. And I don't think anyone really would have given a shit. I don't know. It's just my opinion. And it's kind of hard to get someone 5150 as they say, or an involuntary hold the way, de- the way they did to her twice. Believe me, I have tried. On my own sister, actually, who I love very much and very dearly, but she has lived uh, a pretty hard life. And we tried to help her, and we tried to get her into mental health treatment, and she refused. She didn't want to go, so what do you do? Me and one of my other sisters actually went and visited her where she was at, and we tried to help her. But it's just very difficult to help someone that insists they don't need help, 
that they don't think they have any mental health problems and she doesn't want anyone controlling her and she thinks that nothing is wrong with her. It's just a, it's a really tough situation. And a lot of people we talked to said it would be really difficult to get her on an involuntary hold, that she would have to get in trouble by the law before anything could really happen because trying to actually get a hold on her is very difficult according to people we talked to. So it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. It's all crazy. I find it very odd that they got Brittany on an involuntary hold twice very easily like that. I just don't understand how that happens when we try to do it in the real world and it's definitely not that easy. But there's a lot of people out there like this. I mean, not all the people you see out on the streets or homeless or whatever are drug addicted or some sort of substance abuser. There's a lot of mental illness going on and I hear a lot of people kind of blame families for not stepping up and not helping people like this. And I just want to say that that's not 100% true. When the people that need the help don't see themselves as having a problem and they refuse it, then, then what do you do? They'll gladly take money from you, but they don't want shelters from you or anything else. So what do you do? I don't know. But there will be another time I take a deep dive into that whole situation, but that won't be today. So anyways, um, back on track here. I was swiping through Instagram and I recently came across a post and it was about Movember, right? I don't know, kind of a dumb name, doesn't really roll off the tongue, but you should know what it is. It's about not shaving your face and, and growing a mustache for men's mental health and suicide, stuff like that. Anyways, this thing I saw on Instagram mentioned mental health, mentioned how suicide rates among, among men are quite high, like almost four times higher than women. And it just kind of got me thinking about, you know, this Britney stuff and all this other stuff. It just kind of got my mind going that we need to take care of our own mental health. And where do we start? And how do we identify potential problems. So I figured I would look into it a bit. Now I've heard about Movember for years. Movember. God, it sounds ridiculous. You probably have as well, but I never really looked into it to see, to see what it was about. I always just figured it was letting guys grow beards for a month or so and something about raising money for a charity. And by the way, I did grow a mustache. Um, it took my wife seven and a half seconds to see it and tell me to shave it off. So... I usually don't have facial hair. I shave quite regularly, so she's not much of a fan. But anyways, Movember is actually more than facial hair. It's really about funding men's health projects, spreading awareness about men's health, primarily cancers, as well as mental health. Giving men the uh, proper channels to detect cancers early, to identify mental health struggles, and to help those who are struggling. And it all started in 2003 in Australia with just 30 members raising money for prostate cancer. And now here, as of late in 2020, it's grown to 20 countries, over 6 million members, and 1,250 different men's health projects have been funded by this whole thing. So it's pretty crazy. They've actually raised well over $710 million since they started. And it's just, it's just crazy that a couple of guys talking about mustaches in a bar has grown to this big movement in this very large charity. Their website's actually really cool. It's got a lot of information. 
on what they're about, what they do, the impact they have on men's health. I'll link it in the description so you can kind of go check it out. I'll also link some of those Britney articles for your reading pleasure as usual. Now on their website, it says men die on average five years earlier than women. A growing number of men are being diagnosed with prostate cancer, around 10 million globally. And across the world, one man dies every minute of every day from suicide. That's 1,440 men a day. So that's from suicide. That's not counting anything else but suicide. And their site also goes on to say one out of two men will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. That's half of us. That's, that's half. So look at your buddies. Look at your neighbors. Look at your family, your friends. That's uh, it's half, right? That's just that's wild, wild stats. And then they also get into testicular cancer, and that's the most common cancer among young men. But actually, 62% of those men at risk don't even know how to check for it. So oh, that's pretty crazy. So this Movember movement or charity is much more than just a scruffy face. It's a legit charity. It helps with these issues, a bunch of other stuff, and they say they're just using the mustache as a catalyst to start the conversation, to get people talking. They're very up on starting a conversation. They seem very big into getting getting a dialogue going to raise money, support programs to help men. It's pretty pretty straightforward. And let me be kind of blunt here for a second. And maybe you'll want to argue with me, or maybe you'll agree with me, I don't know. But I don't think men take very good care of themselves, me included. I'm 39, almost 40. I hardly go to the doctor. I've gone one time in my life to go get a decent physical, get my blood checked, and get a bunch of other stuff checked. And that was years ago. And I really think this should be a yearly thing. Even for the younger guys, people in their early 30s, I think, they should be going to the doctor quite regularly just to get checked out. I don't think we as men really understand health issues or we just flat out ignore them. <clears throat> we don't take action when we feel out of sorts or not well. I mean, how many times do we just ignore something and then go to bed and hope the next day it'll be better? We, I do that all the time. I imagine you do that all the time as well. We also ignore how we feel mentally. We have other things on our plate, other things we're dealing with. We just kind of put it to the side. And plus, we just do riskier shit than our female counterparts do. And how do I know all these things? Well, because that's what I do. I rarely go to the doctor. I don't worry about blood work. I just assume it's okay. I mean, I don't even know what my cholesterol is. I guess I probably should, right? I mean, I work out a lot. I eat healthy. I know I have certain health issues, though, pains and moods. And other things, you just kind of shove down, like our feelings, right? Just shove them down and just hope they go away. And I know there are days where I feel maybe depressed or down about myself or whatever. And I think those are things that we should be talking about with friends, with guys around us. But uh, most of us don't. You know, we're all there for our friends. We always say that. Oh, we're here for, we're, I'm always here for my buddies, right? But we rarely accept that outreached hand, I guess, ourselves. Guys don't like feeling vulnerable. Men just don't, they just don't ask for help. They say, oh, I'm okay, or I'm, I'm all right, when maybe they're not. So that's kind of what this whole Movember 
thing is here for, I think anyways, to try and bridge that gap between raising money for special projects and helping connect men to those funded projects so they get the help they need. I mean, hey, that's kind of what my podcast is for, really. Just kind of uh, let men and dads and whoever else wants to listen know that they're not alone in how they're feeling or alone in their struggle. Maybe it's being a dad. Maybe it's struggling with your spouse or your boss or life in general. We all feel these things. It's not always rainbows and gumdrops, right? Like I just talked about, mental health is a serious thing. So it's okay to recognize there may be a problem and seek help or reach out to someone to talk about it. Like I say every day in almost every one of my shows, just if you want, reach out to me. I'll try to help however I can. I don't know what I could do, but I can at least listen, right? So the the Movember, I still hate saying that, the Movember. So the Movember site has this conversation tool on it that helps people talk to someone that may be suffering or dealing with something. And I kind of checked it out. It's kind of like a flow chart. You get to pick things and kind of go through it and pick the proper way that you would talk to someone about a problem. It's kind of cool. And they also use this thing called ALEC, A-L-E-C, for a way to start a conversation with someone who may be struggling. A is for asking how they're feeling. L is for listening, giving your full attention. E is encouragement and focus on the simple things that could help them improve how they feel. And C is check in with them after you chat. Pretty simple thing to follow, right? And like I said, they fund a lot of different projects. And I know you may be asking yourself, well, what in the hell does that even mean? Projects. Where do all these donations go? They, they make a lot of money off donations. So I dug around on their website a little bit. And it's just it's kind of hard just for me to list everything that they do. There are so many projects. And they have a large list of different programs and things that they support on there. You can find it quite easily. They actually have a tab of their financials and where their money goes and everything else. So it's kind of easy, but it's it's very long. But for example, I grabbed a few. Um, they do institutes like the Prostate Cancer Institute, Prevention Institute. The, they've invested $350 million into bio-research for prostate cancer. They have a other challenges and initiatives on there, Social Innovators Challenge, which funds to create a program aimed at restoring social connections of men, especially those at risk for loneliness and isolation. I think that really came into play during COVID. Um, Another one called The Family Man. It's about parenting strategies that support happier homes and better, better mental health. And then there was a bunch more, like I said. So anyways... If you were wondering kind of what Movember was all about, well, now you know. So check out their conversations tool. If you think someone may be struggling with something, ask your friends, ask your neighbors, your family. Just uh, just say, hey, hey, man, how you doing? How are you? How are you really doing? You know, kind of try to break those walls down a little bit and help them open up. Uh, guys don't feel like they can talk about this type of stuff. And I think it's important that we all know that we can. I think a lot of guys suffer in silence in a way. So just be aware of anything that may be out of the ordinary with your bros. And I know we all have bad days. I'm pretty sure I did a show topic on it a while back. But if you see any patterns, then that may be time to act and time to help someone. 
Oh, and by the way, no, the show is not sponsored by Movember or any of its partners. I did not intend to sound like I'm trying to sell them here or anything like that. It just seems like a really worthwhile cause. And I just wanted to kind of learn more about their organization and share it with you guys. So this was literally all sparked and provoked off of a TikTok thing I saw on Instagram. So that is it. All right, so just to wrap up here, what can we do for ourselves? How do we identify if we're having a mental health issue or just a bad day? Well, I found this thing called the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and they actually have a nice rundown, a list of common signs of potential mental illness. And I'll also link these in the description with all the other websites that I talked about today. Um, and they just start off with excessive worry or fear, excessive sadness, uncontrollable highs, these high euphoric feelings, uh, prolonged feelings of irritability, avoiding people, difficulty perceiving reality or sensing things that don't exist. That's kind of a big deal. Uh, suicidal thoughts, that's another big one. And they've got a bunch more on there too. I just read through a few. And they also say that mental health conditions can also develop in young kids. So just be aware and be on the lookout for those, especially if your child starts having changes in their school performance or anxiety or frequent nightmares, as well as some other stuff there too. So please just uh, check that link out and just be aware that the, these things can happen. And it's much better just to catch them early and get the help that you need or your kids need it's much better to uh, take care of that right away. And lastly, how do we take care of our own mental health? Now, not, not necessarily a problem, but how do we just take care of our own mental health, just like our bodies, right? How do we take care of that? Well, there are a few things you can do. I actually have another list. I'll link it in the description as well. And it's just some things to keep a healthy mind, and that's talk about your feelings. I know guys are terrible at that, but uh, it helps helps you stay in a good mental state, especially when you feel down or you feel troubled. It feels, it feels much better just to talk to someone. Keep active. Exercise boosts your self-esteem. It helps you sleep. I imagine it helps your sex drive as well. So stay on top of that. Stay healthy. Keep moving. Stay active. Also, eat well. Diets aren't only for your physical health. They're for your brain health as well. So eat those veggies, get enough protein, all that stuff will definitely help. And don't drink too much. Um, alcohol changes your state of mind for the good and for the bad. So just kind of tread lightly there. could be a slippery slope. Just kind of be careful. Also, keep in touch with friends. Make some reconnections. Your, your pals, your old college pals, whatever. Call them up. See how they're doing. You may need that, but they also may need that as well. So I actually need to do this myself. I've got a lot of friends I lost touch with, and I would like to call them up and just see how they're doing. And when you're actually on those calls, um, talking with your buds, if you feel like you're struggling or you need help, just ask. Some things we just uh, we can't do alone. You've got them on the phone right there. Just uh, talk to them and bring the, bring the walls down and just uh, just ask for help. I know it's hard. But uh, just ask them. Friends or your family, things get too tough or you uh, can't handle something, just, uh, just reach out. Don't suffer in, uh, in silence. All right, so I hope you enjoyed this show. 
I know I learned a lot about Movember than I bargained for, and I hope you guys did as well. Like always, please uh, drop me a message if you want. Podbean.com or Instagram at Vegas Raymer. Send me something. Chat it up. Also, rate, review, share, subscribe. That always helps. The more people that listen, the better, right? And lastly, like always, Podbean.com, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Spotify is where you can find this podcast. So please, please take care of yourselves out there. And I will talk to you next week.